Welcome to the Liberty Mom Show, part of the Loving Liberty Network. Liberty Moms are the defenders of the home front, the real secretaries of defense when it comes to their children, their family, and their community. I'm Chris Kimball, hosting today, and my guest for the first couple of segments is Deanna Holland with Pro-Life Utah, and uh, Deanna and I had an, well, I don't know if it was an opportunity, it was more of a duty <laughs> to, um, to attend and protest a satanic rally that was held in Salt Lake City last Saturday at the steps of our capital here in Salt Lake City. And yes, you heard me right, a satanic rally. So Deanna, how did this end up coming about? Was this germane just to Salt Lake City or was a group that was coming from other parts of the country. So I didn't actually talk to them, but on their website, you could see how they had organized it. And so it was actually their national rally. And in 2019, the Satanic Temple picked, I don't know, five or six pro-life states and said, everybody vote, which state do we want to hold our rally in? So they specifically um, were choosing states that had pro-life legislation in them, um, and they wanted one of those states to be the place where they held this national rally. And so I guess we won um, with... the most votes, uh, but um, because of COVID, it got put off. And so instead of having this national rally in 2020, it ended up being last Saturday in Utah on our Capitol steps. Well, I appreciate pro-life getting the word out because pro-life organized a counter rally that took place at the bottom of the um, Capitol grounds. So it wasn't up where they were, but it was separated by distance. And so you were part of the speakers, uh, one of the speakers that talked at that rally. And what were you trying to accomplish uh, getting um, your organization there that day? So Pro-Life Utah feels like it's our responsibility to um, speak up and work against um, any organization that is trying to promote or take away Um, some of the protections that we have in our state for these unborn babies. And so automatically that's one of our um, things that we feel like we need to to be there for. On a personal level, I really felt like having a celebration, because that's what they called it, um, a celebration about abortion on our state capitol could not go... um, unrecognized. We had to have people there. We had to be there. Um, Like I said, for me personally, just to show God that we were willing to stand up and say, this is not okay. This is not who Utah is. And this is not um, the way we are. Well, I appreciate you getting the word out because there was a notification. It was kind of a, that day, if you can make it up to the Capitol, but it gave me notification so that I could go up 
And I wanted to go up and actually record what they say and what they were talking about because, excuse me, in what I've noticed is that uh, their big, the two speeches that I heard, they were all on abortion and how abortion is something that's very core to their satanic uh, duties or principles, uh, body autonomy, having total control over what they do with their body is their, their big mainstay, but they're big abortion proponents. And um, when I try to explain to even legislators or people in public office that abortion is very, very dark and it comes from a very sinister ideology, they just kind of brush it off like, oh, you know, that's not true. You know, this is about a woman's choice. That's all it is. Right. So that rally was all about um, what they call reproductive rights. It was all about abortion. That's the only topic that they had. Um, That was the purpose for the rally. And so, you know, of course, that's what the speakers are speaking about. But the thing that was interesting to me is that the news likes to run with the tagline. And this is what the satanic temple likes to say. Well, we don't really worship Satan is what they like to say. And and if you, you were there with me, right, what did we hear over and over and over again? Hail Satan, right? If you want to know what the abortion satanic ritual entails, go to their website. Um, they literally describe what you're supposed to do um, in order to perform that ritual. So, you know, this is something that's very dark, and it is something that, you know, it sounds too crazy who would do that right um but it is right there so for everybody to see deanna i've got a little clip from one of the speeches and i thought as you said who would believe it but why not listen to um this particular individual this is a um a woman who's presenting as a man so identifying as a trans man and she goes on to share how she gets pregnant by um going to a gay dating site, it's called Grindr, but I'm I'm playing the part where she talks about um, all the abortion laws and how horrible they are. So we'll just listen to her for just a minute here. Wade of the hundreds, and we have to... Oh, whoops, I am so sorry. I will get her back here. Way that our right to choose is ultimately under attack. We've had 561 abortion restrictions so far and 165 effective bans before six weeks. And this is just in the USA alone. We're not down for that here. So, specifically, most recently, we've seen the Texas bills go into legislation. Region, I mean, West Virginia is looking to do the exact same thing. Many of these laws ban abortions after the six weeks. Many time, most most of the time, it's before a birthing person even knows that they're pregnant. I use the term birthing person here very, very deliberately. Let's say. There's a deeply unsung victim of the religious rights attack on abortion restrictions. Okay, so he talks about birthing person, and they're owning that that language because in the transgender culture, 
the only way that we can have a a male giving birth is by calling them a person. Okay, and I bring that up only because in Salt Lake County, just a couple of weeks ago, they voted to keep a birth mother and birth person in our county language documents for Salt Lake County. And so right there, we're adopting language that is the preferred language of those that are Satanists, that are practicing this type of um, religious belief. Yeah, it's um, astounding to me that we keep adopting things that don't, I don't know, five years ago didn't make logical sense, right? Um, We don't believe in science anymore, even though we say science all of the time. Um, So it's a really difficult uh, line to look at because the line keeps moving. And I always wonder what our children are going to think when they look back on this, this time in history. Well, and I think we in, I, know I was at the particular meeting in Salt Lake County when they were addressing this, this subject of this birth parent. And they were saying that birth mother is kind of like, is kind of not contemporary anymore. That we need to get language that's more relevant. That was the term. We need relevant language. And it's buying into this um, idea that, like you say, it's not even science because there is no way this this person goes on to explain how she got pregnant. She thought she was sterile, was able to get pregnant, and decided to go ahead and keep the baby, which is kind of heartbreaking. But, you know, so um, it's just that we're starting to placate and buy into this terminology when we are a God-based society based on godly principles and we are being kind of uh, uh, boondoggled into thinking that this is an okay term to use so anyway i just want our listeners to be aware of that because you can make a difference by reaching out to the salt lake county council and letting them know you would prefer birth mother since that's what we as believers of god believe that women give birth mothers become Um, are the ones that give birth and not men. That's just kind of basic science. Okay, we have a quick break we've got to take. Stay with us. We'll be back in just a quick minute. Welcome back to the Liberty Mom Show. Chris Kimball is hosting today. Thank you for listening in. And I've been talking with Deanna Holland from Pro-Life Utah, and we've been discussing a rally that was held in Salt Lake last Saturday at the the Capitol that was a satanic rally. And uh, one of their main platforms that they were there talking about and educating their followers about was all the abortion laws that are being past that are stopping abortion, that are um, preventing abortion at certain stages of a pregnancy. And they were very, very upset about that. And um, they were uh, also talking about uh, the, uh, the transgender, gender confusion is what um, we would 
talk would relate to it about, but they're, they're big proponents of being able to do whatever you want with your body. If you want to sterilize it with taking um, uh, hormone blockers or um, having surgery, that's your, that's, it's your choice, which I mean, ultimately it is in, in Utah though, we would prefer that um, children wait until they're adults to make that decision because a lot of times any sort of oh confusion that they have about gender, they outgrow as they go through puberty. So Deanna was up there with Pro-Life Utah, and they um, had a rally, counter-rally, and wanted to um, get the message out about life. And Deanna, what did you talk about specifically? You know, just in general, I wanted people to understand that we need to stand up. Um, we have been hidden under these taglines for so long. You know, I'm a I'm a post Roe v. baby, as in I was born after Roe v. Wade was passed, and so my whole entire life I've heard these same taglines over and over and over again. And one of the things that I think happens to us is that they kind of become a part of us, even though we don't really realize it. So in Utah, we've got a lot of people that say, "Well, I'm personally against abortion. I would never have one, but I don't want to tell someone what to do." with their body. And so we've kind of forgotten that this is not just about one body and that everyone has the opportunity. Most of the time, of course, rape is different. You don't have choice uh, for rape, but we have the choice whether or not we're going to engage into a sexual act that could create a life. And, you know, your choice is then Um, that that's the point in time where you say, am I willing to um, get pregnant? Like if I get pregnant, I guess this is what my choice was, right? We, we forget that our choice was pre, um, pre-pregnancy because once you're pregnant, you're already pregnant. That life is already growing inside of you. And so a lot of these taglines have been here for so long that they become a part of us without us even knowing. And that was one of my points. Um, the other thing I, I talked about was um, how barbaric this um, the procedure this is and um, all of them are barbaric they're all done on living babies and these babies especially in the second trimester feel um you know they're being ripped apart limb from limb while they're alive and people don't know that that's what happens and so you know it's one of those things that we just need to change the way we talk about it, change the way we understand it, and make sure that we are not basing our opinions on um, the pro-choice taglines. Right. So you um, you were there um, with Voice of the Voiceless, and I was actually very pleased to see a good number of people turn out. And uh, you were down there with the, your yellow life flags, pro-life flags, and and then the counter scene up at the top of the steps was everyone was in black and red masks and horns and you name it. It was it was all up there. And I, I do want to play just the last like oh, 30 seconds or so of their their rally, because it's very I mean, when you hear them really worship and praise Satan, it's very it's bone chilling, really to hear it and to know that that was taking place in Utah. They had a post party at a club in Salt Lake and an after after party that I hope wasn't full of anything that we're not even going to talk about, but you know, there's a lot of darkness that's attached to that. 
but uh, I just wanted to li- let the listeners hear um, some of their uh, salutations that they were happily giving them that day. And as well, we have every right to choose, regardless of our gender identity, our religious expression, you name it. These rights are affirmed by the Satanic Temple, regardless of one's personal identification, and I'm glad to be amongst you all today. We will challenge the arbitrary authority that is currently threatening our rights to determine our lives, our wills, our body, and our kids' future. There you go. So they're talking about how important abortion is and then celebrating Satan at the same time. Okay, so it's hard to separate those two things after you watch it and witness it. And also, we actually have scripture, not in our canon, not in our canonized, but in the Apocrypha, in Enoch, in the book of Enoch, chapter 69, Enoch talks about how Satan, his... um, some of his uh, high priests, you would call them high priests, came down to teach man how to kill the embryo in the womb, which is what we what abortion is. It's killing the embryo. And so that comes directly from Satan, according to Enoch in the book of Enoch. And uh, anyway, I just uh, it's just something that we have to be aware of in our society that um, we are in a war of good and evil. We just have to be aware of that. And it's interesting because when I was on the, I was up there amongst those individuals and it was, I didn't have any animosity towards them. It was interesting because I just felt compassion and I, I prayed for them. I prayed that for these individuals because the, the impression I got is that they're just so misled. They're so deceived right now. And I was praying that they could find light and truth through Jesus Christ, if that could be manifest to them. So it's really, you know, we do have to take a stand. We have to be there. I was so grateful that Pro-Life Utah was there to counter what was happening on the steps. And you do, I mean, your organization does amazing things throughout the year. And so it's not just (laughs) protesting satanic rallies, but um, you've got another big event that comes up um, in the in the wintertime because that's the anniversary of Roe v. Wade, but tell our listeners a little bit about that. Yeah, so every year we hold a statewide March for Life, and that is um, near or on the anniversary of Roe v. Wade. So this year it's going to be January 22nd, 2022. Um, and because of COVID, we are having a, a car rally, but because we have Nick Vujicic, and I don't know if you know who he is, but um, he was born without arms or legs, and he has spoke all over the world, and he is going to be the speaker for this march. We're going to have either an indoor or outdoor, depending on what the Capitol lets us do, um, a speech beforehand, and that'll be at 10, and then 11, we'll have our car rally, and we're actually going to drive past the two abortion clinics um, that are in uh, the state of Utah this time before we end up with an after party. So it's going to be a good time, and go to marchforlifeutah.org if you want information on that. 
Oh, I love that, Deanna. <laughs> I love that because um, why not? Why not be promoting that and drive and making that March for Life? I did the drive-by, and it, I actually liked that last year. It was kind of fun because I uh, sometimes January can be cold, and um, you get back in your car, and we had our pro-life flag, and I had my five-year-old granddaughter and my daughter with me, and they helped decorate my car my little five-year-old, and she, um, it was fun for her to be part of that and to um, learn a little bit more about, you know, she's young, so they can't learn a lot, but they can become aware about how important babies are, and she loves that. So anyway, thank you for all you do, Deanna. Thank you for being here today, and we'll be right back after this short break. Welcome back to the Liberty Mom Show. Chris Kimball hosting today. Liberty Moms are the real defenders of the home front, the real secretaries of defense when it comes to their family, their children, and their communities. And right now, we are going to switch gears and talk about how you at home can strengthen your family through teaching principles of liberty, but even more so through a special curriculum that a friend of mine, um, Angela Wilson, has come up with. And I've had Angela on my show before. Um, For those of you that um, have listened in previously, uh, gosh, a year ago or in at least a year, Angela was one of the brave patriots that um, stood up to the mask mandate, um, was an educator in Alpine School District. Was it Actually, Actually, Nebo. It was Nebo. Okay, so Nebo School District stood up and said, I'm not going to wear a mask. I don't want to enforce mask wearing. So this was way on the front end of things and um, left her job. Um, Was it kind of forced or? Oh, yeah, for sure. They they were not going to let me stand in front of the kids and show an adult standing up to the tyranny. And since so many of the adults were complying, the kids, of course, what do you think if you're a kid and you see all the adults in fear and complying? So to show an adult who wasn't in fear and who wasn't complying was something that wasn't going to be allowed in most places, but most importantly in the school districts. And I think that's really instructive that the one place – statewide, nationally, and even globally that these uh, these tyrannical mandates have been enforced the most with the most iron fist is in education. So that tells you what they value the most, where they will not allow any, any dissent. That should, that, that's, a, that's a whole lesson right there, right? Right, right. It is. They definitely are wanting our children. And, you know, that's been exposed in the uh, communist Plank, one of their communist planks is education, getting our children. And we've seen that historically whenever you've had um, the takeover of communism in other countries, they've wanted to get the minds of our children. And no different here in, in the United States or in Utah, unfortunately. But uh, you you left, and in, instead of being down and out, you decided to use your skills and your 
your resources and your intellect to create a curriculum. And it's based on um, a homeschool, but it also can be used in a private school format. So it's not just a homeschool, it's just a whole new um, ideology of, uh, not an ideology, but a way of, of teaching principles of liberty. When I talked to you at the conference last weekend, it was, it was based on teaching it the way the founding fathers would have taught liberty. Yes. Through a structured classroom. Yeah, so it's not it's not uh, it's not in a common core format where every lesson is dictated to you and you fill in the blanks. This is based on reading, discussion, and asking questions and digging deeper. So, although I give I give support and framework, I also give a lot of freedom, and that's something that we might not be used to. That might be a new way of learning. Right, because. We have come, teachers go through higher ed, and we're starting to see what higher ed has done to the teachers because we're now in classrooms witnessing where teachers are now activists. And they've bought into a new ideology, but they're really being told what to think and to push that on instead of being free thinkers. Education was to, especially in higher ed, but Education was a place of free thought to expand your ways of thinking and to, um, we will bring this up, critical thinking, because you changed my (laughs) math. (laughs) So let's talk about that for just a minute. So, yeah, um, well, if I can just uh, make sure I get one thing across too, even though I wrote it for homeschoolers, I really wrote it for everyone. So I say that it's for all those bright students who are motivated to to uh, learn the things about freedom that they don't actually fully understand that they might think they do from 11 to 111. So I don't see this as only a homeschooling resource. I see it as a resource for grandmas and grandpas and parents and every single people, everybody. Because we all have been dumbed down and we all have to kind of clear our brains and get our get our thinking on straight. And so I, I set out to write a two to 300 page book for, like I just said, everyone, but I have put a, a suggested teacher's outline for homeschoolers. And I do have like, uh, I call them pre post questionnaires because test has a lot of negative connotation, but just to kind of check in and see what you've learned. Uh, but so, so there is, there is support, but um, it's really for everyone. And there are multiple purposes that I wrote this for. Um, I wrote this for when our social scores don't allow us to get access to some of the things that I've put in the book. So it has historical things as well as it has uh, leaders in this uh, freedom movement like Catherine Austin Fitz, Allison McDowell, Ammon Bundy, Kevin Annette, uh, Peggy Hall. So I have some of those people who are leading the way, and I transcribed their uh, YouTube interviews that I thought were most choice for the ages, really, on freedom. But to get back to your question about critical thought. <laughs> so um, so this two to 300-page uh, book slash curriculum that I started uh, turned into three books, and it turned into over 700 pages. And... Um, the, the, the first book is the little book, and I 
call it the study guide, but it's really just to get us um, understanding how to think well. And so um, it's the study guide, and, and it says creating hearts and minds that can think for themselves. And as I sat down to get going on that first opening uh, chapter or section, I had titled it Critical Thinking because I, too, am brainwashed <laughs> and have to rethink everything that I've been taught. And, um, you know, I'm just going to be honest. I feel like my angels have been guiding me. And I got thinking about that, and I'm like, wait a minute. That's the enemy's favorite word, critical. And they like to sneak these little wedges into our thinking to divide us, and it's so subtle. Like, they're the masters of subtlety, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, if I can just actually read two sentences from the book, it sums it up really well. Or maybe sure, go ahead. Yeah. So just with that idea, you know, I sat down this, this, um, and maybe I won't even read them as complete sentences, but I'm just going to remind myself here that this, this term critical thinking didn't really show up until the 1990s. And I know that because my son, that was his age when he was in elementary. And I went to some parent teacher trainings where they were trying to teach us about critical thinking. And I felt stupid <laughs> because I was like, how did I how did I miss this in my education? Well, because it wasn't a term until mm -hmm. the 19th. So it is, um, this is the sentence I want to read. I'd like to see a revolution where the term is no longer used and people just go back to thinking uh, about whatever it is that they're thinking about instead of critical thinking. Because that word critical, whether it's critical race theory or critical thinking, is there to just put us at odds with one another. It, it really does. It's, um, it has a tendency for you to um, create the wedges and, you know, divisiveness, critical. It, it's not, a, it's not a, a word that is endearing or um, inclusive, really. And even though inclusive now has been hijacked all over the pages, but... Um, <laughs> Anyway, it, it made me stop and think for just a minute because it is kind of a new, I didn't grow up with hearing critical thinking at all. And I'm, I'm much older than you. And so. Well, I have a question for you, Chris, and for the audience, like where did, where did Plato or Socrates or Cicero talk about critical thinking? They didn't. So were they not thinking well back then? They were amazing thinkers, <laughs> and they were all into asking questions and, and getting people to think by asking the question. And there is something that happens to the brain when a brain is either told information or if it's formed in a question, the brain reacts differently and, and goes to work seeking an answer in that format. Yeah, so that was a revelation to me as I was putting this together. So um, there are a few things like that, like Mystery Babylon. You know, that's one that I uh, kind of got a new aha on. I know that there are lots of scholars who've written about Mystery Babylon, but yeah. I, th I throw my two cents in about what I think Mystery Babylon is. Well, we have got a short break that we're taking. We're going to be right back. Stay with us. Angela Wilson on The Liberty Mom Show.
Welcome back to the Liberty Mom Show. We're in our final segment, and I've been having a discussion with Angela Wilson about a new curriculum that she's developed for teaching principles of liberty. And uh, it's something that she's, I think she's gotten a download. She talks about having her angels that help support her, and, and she's had a download because she's created a curriculum that really takes us back in time to a, a process of thinking that our founding fathers used. And I do want to talk about what is different about how, what is, you know, like you can have a, you can go to a constitution course and learn about the constitution and all that versus how the founding fathers would have taught it. What would have that, what difference does that look like? Well, I didn't want to write something that had already been done before. So I know that there's been a lot of wonderful information out there that has gone in depth about the founding fathers and the curriculum, the, the constitution, I mean. And um, so I decided that uh, I was going to make the cliff notes for someone who did want to get the down and dirty on what the average person knows that's out there. But then I wanted to put new ways of looking at it as well. So, um, for example, I have a section that's called the freedom documents, and I include documents that aren't typically talked about, like the 13th Amendment that got swiped out, like um, comparing the Constitution with the Articles of Confederation. Why did the Articles of Confederation get replaced? Was that really a good thing? And that's what we were taught. But shouldn't we compare the two and find out if that if we agree? Um, and but I also have a section on documents of enslavement, which we were never taught about. In uh, the section where I have stories, letters, scriptures, quotes, I have um, just a few selected anti-federalist papers. Uh, those were like letters that they wrote. And we always get ta- taught about the federalist papers, but we never get taught about what the more conservative anti-federalists who wanted smaller government were saying back then. Just to name a few things, there's a lot. Right. Well, do you have a way, do you have anything going on where people can, well, first of all, they're going going to want to get connected with you to to purchase this curriculum, but holding any classes or doing anything that helps um, supplement or educate people on how to use it? Right. So um, I just, these, these are hot off the press. I only had a small amount of my retirement to put into pre-publishing on my own. I didn't want to be obligated to anyone else. So I, those are already gone and sold. So if anyone's interested, they're going to have to prepay and pre-order so they can get printed. And um, I, I, but I realized last weekend when I was at the expo, the firm foundation expo, as I was talking to people, I thought, you know, I really do need to have like a free four-hour training for whoever buys the books to be able to come and I can start to dig in and say things like we just said here, like heads up, I intended for students to compare contrast these different documents, right, as one Mm -hmm. example. So to get a hold of me, the best way, honestly, is um, Freedom Foundations 2021 at gmail.com right is that how my my brains when it comes to my email 
I just had a brain hiccup. With an S, Freedom Foundations, or just Freedom Foundation? Freedom, Freedom Foundations 2021. That, right. kind of, that kind of marks my establishment date of this at uh, gmail.com. Okay. Okay, so that's how they can reach out to you about the, uh, the curriculum and also the class that comes with it. Okay. Yeah, yeah and, and I, do ha- I do have some classes on uh, this month. I have one on Monday the 18th from 2 to 6 and one on Friday the 22nd from 12.30 to 4.30, and I'm planning on to be announced uh, one in November. But, um, yeah, I would, I, I just realized that people would get into the books better and quicker if I could give them a jump start. Right, and, uh, right, because I think sometimes it, it helps people to have a little bit of a foundation themselves instead of, I know, I talk to a lot of in women and it's interesting how we've given up our power and we don't um, we don't feel like we can teach our children. And yet we actually teach our children every day. We have the ability to teach, but yet they, because of this school system, this public school system that we've been ingrained with, and my mom was a teacher. And, and so that's all, I mean, she was involved in that system and, And, uh, but we gave up our power because I was mentioning in an episode a week or two ago when I was helping with Freedom's Light that was up in Bountiful Constitution Celebration, I portrayed a woman who was a publisher and her mother taught her everything she needed to know at home. They didn't have public schools. I mean, think about all the people in that early generation of uh, America, those early, early colonial period, they didn't have public school systems. And so people were learning from at home or hiring tutors. Well, and I was an English teacher and um, I taught special ed resource English, but um, I I even took my special ed kids to more at grade level uh, things. And so in, in, in my, um, in in both of in all three of the books but especially in the thinking one I go over language a lot so I go over figurative language I go over inquiry reading strategies um logic you know um and again I'm not going super super deep so if you want to go deeper after you get the cliff notes and the framework but it's a good framework what I what I give and I do have worksheets in the thinking one for root words and attributes of words, because I just feel language is huge. Um, But if you want to go deeper, I have lots and lots of resource sections that say go here for more information on this. Okay, so there's great. Does that help? Yes, yes, it does. And um, can I add one more thing too, Chris? Yes. So yes, there's some, there's academic learning in here. But academic learning is not even half the equation, really. It is our moral fiber that is really going to make us happy and successful in life. And these books are, you know, it's a 60-40. It's 60% moral fiber and it's, you know, 40% academic, you know, thinking Mm -hmm. and, and analyzing and that kind of thing. 
So, uh, for example, in my freedom section, I have the 28 uh, principles that Skousen espoused. I have the 15 freedom principles that Benson espoused, but I have 12 of my own freedom principles. So it starts at virtue and it ends with Jesus Christ. But if I could just mention really quickly, <laughs> uh, we're not going to get out of this tyranny thing. I mean, you need all 12 principles, but uh, you've got to have truth. You cannot live by lies, which is why I refused to do what I what they wanted me to do. You've got to have courage. You've got to have nullification, and you've got to be able to leave Babylon. And I address those issues, among others, like virtue, because you're not going to get anywhere without virtue. So it goes right. on and on like that, but yeah. You know, it's interesting because I think right now, like you said, you were willing to stand up to truth because there was no truth in you wearing a mask and forcing children to wear a mask. And so you were willing to stand up and expose that. In fact, it, it, the emperor's new clothes could not be the most timely <laughs> uh, fairy tale that we could ever learn. And it was written for our day. Although this, this type of hate has probably been going on throughout history where people have been deceived by others that are wanting to control them in some form or fashion. So, well, Angela, thank you for joining me today. I'm excited. You've got a a great resource tool for our audience, our Liberty Moms and Dads. And again, tell them how they can contact you. Okay. You can contact me via my email. It's probably the best way. FreedomFoundations21 at gmail.com. I do have a Facebook page, but I'm just going to admit I'm not a big Facebooker. So I tried to update it. So if you go to Freedom Foundations, Angela Wilson, there's a, my icon is a tree with a heart. And can I just add really quickly, I also have art prints. I, I had four original art prints done for this book. So I have four of those that you can put in your home. And those are symbols that God has placed on this planet. All right. Thank you, Angela. Oh. We to wrap up. Thank you so much, and uh, I appreciate uh, your time tell, telling us about this wonderful tool for our listeners. Stay with us. We'll, we're finishing up, but we'll be back next week on the Liberty Mom Show. 